If you undertake a massive project, you must create some reasonable steps along the way, and if you don't, you're going to get overwhelmed with the immensity and never make any progress, so don't allow the project to keep you from the next task. It's time to go the second mile in making a big project manageable. Hey, this is Travis Agnew. Thank you for joining me for the Second Mile Podcast, where we seek to live out the words of Jesus from Matthew 541, where he says, if anyone forces you to go the first mile, uh, you want to go all in and not settle for mediocrity, go the second mile, right? And so uh, I want to talk to you today about just doing that and talk about how to make a big project manageable. So regardless if you're a student, uh, whatever type of job that you're in, wherever you are, sometimes there are those big things that you undertake that are going to take more than 15 minutes out of your day, right? Uh, And some days uh, when I wake up in the morning, I have my to-do list that's already kind of set because some things are repeated tasks on a a weekly level, some are repeated on a a daily level, Uh, you know, and then there are things that are just occasional, things that are kind of, oh yeah, remember to do this, or here's kind of a every month a task that I do, and and there are some days when I have my task list, kind of look at my calendar, and I have so many things to do that I don't know what to do next. And it can be kind of mind-boggling because I can just kind of feel like I'm looking at the screen and I'm going, just find something, Travis, that you can do successfully. Just just knock something off. And yet, sometimes you're overwhelmed with the immensity of it all that you don't know what to do. Uh, I say that to say, like, whatever you may be called to, sometimes we looked at uh, last on episode about how important it is to kind of take a big project on. But to do a big project, you've got to start looking at a step at a time uh, and, and to kind of really say, if I'm going to undertake this, what are some of those ways to start knocking it down? So we looked at a case example uh, last episode of what that looks like. But now I want to kind of follow up from that and give a little bit more principle behind uh, how you can take something that seems overwhelming to you and start making some simple steps to make it manageable and start seeing progress today. You know, in Titus chapter 2, verse 14, he says that uh, Jesus Christ has saved us from all lawlessness. Uh, and he is actually causing us to be zealous for good works. And so when you think about a big project manageable, um, I don't want you to think that this is, oh, this is going to be some kind of um, secular uh, podcast episode, right? Where I think there's some good leadership principles out there in the world. Uh, and this is not me trying to baptize those things for a church or ministry or just a Christian context. But I do want to say that, you know, God is the only person and uh, the only being in the universe that gets his to-do list every uh, done every single day. Uh, and he also has called us to be zealous for good works. And sometimes uh, I want to rescue people uh, from the idea that ambition and drive are somehow a bad thing. I think Jesus Christ wants us to live our life that we are zealous for good works. And so that means sometimes we do have big projects or we have worthwhile dreams. Dreams, and it's something that takes more than just a few seconds to do. So how do you do that? So in the last episode, I talked about an example about how I try to plan a year's worth of sermons um, all at one time. So typically that happens in the fall for me uh, where... 
pastors in our church evaluate to say, all right, temperature-wise, uh, where is our church spiritually? Uh, then text-wise, what's the part of the Bible that speaks to that best term? Uh, how many weeks is it going to take to preach through that? And then time, what's the best time of year to address it? So I kind of talk about, I, I try to plan out a year at a time. Now you go, when you plan a year's worth of sermons, like this year, Preaching through Exodus, there's 53 sermons. Next year, only 52 Sundays, so I'm kind of bummed about that. Got it really uh, spoiled with an extra Sunday this year, right? But with that, uh, we have this idea, this concept that to do that, you might think, do you outline all of those sermons? I outline the big picture, and that allows those smaller steps along the way to be a lot more manageable. And let me explain what I mean by that. When I say that I outline a year's worth of sermons, um, what I've done is, uh, like say this year, I have the entire book of Exodus outlined. And so I know that this coming Sunday, uh, I'm going to be preaching on this passage, right? This verse that starting here and ending in that verse. And so basically I come up with one document of how to do that. Uh, And so you'll find on uh, the 2023 sermon document, right? There are 53 sermons. And what you find uh, before this year even started, I had a list of 53 titles, 53 passages, and 53 descriptions that were each two sentences long. That's that's specific, right? So 53 titles of, if I had to press go right now, this is what I would title the thing. And it keeps me, and I try to title it in such a way that I can see it and know what it's about and not just be some kind of clever, you know, title like, tethered or something. Not that's bad, but like if I don't know what I'm tethered to, like say what it's about, right? Like tell me what the passage is going to be about. Give me the verses, where you start, where it stopped, and then a two-sentence description because if I can't explain what that passage is about in two sentences, I don't think that I've done the work to get to that place. Now note, I don't have an outline. I don't have all the steps and uh, weeks, if not months later, I will get in at a closer level, but it gives me a big picture at one thing to look at a years at a time and a big project of all that that year will encapsulate. So even if your project might be different than that, right? Like planning a year's worth of sermons, here, let me explain how this works. So uh, in, in the case of looking forward to 2024, I've got 52 Sundays. And to start thinking about coming up with, okay, I know the big picture. Here are the four major sermon series that we're going to do. Uh, I know what why, why those are because, number one, uh, what the need is. Number two, what's the best way to address that need? Number three, how long is it going to take to really focus on it? And number four, when's the best time of year to address it? And then I put it on that spreadsheet and start moving it around and getting a good picture of it. And so then what I have is um, you go, well, still, you have four sermon series and you might have a time of the year that you're going to do it, how long it's going to take, but you don't have all those other things. And to think about 52 descriptions seems like a lot, okay? Could you do five? Could you do 10? Like, I mean, as, as simply as I could say this, you could say, if you know the big picture, uh, you could say, can I just take five or six a day this week and I could knock out all of next year's that description, right? Once again, I'm not talking about a full-on outline. I'm not talking about how we're going to end the sermon. I'm not talking about the three points in the poem. I'm talking about big picture. Can I summarize the main point of that passage in one title? 
Do I know what verse I'm starting with and what I'm stopping with? And can I have a two-sentence description of what this is going to look like? And in that two-sentence description, typically the first sentence is, let me tell you the context of where this passage is, what happened in the narrative or the, the teaching content. And the second sentence is kind of just like a little zinger to say, and this is what I'm hoping that the church is going to walk away with. Now, what's amazing is when you do that hard work, uh, I'll be shocked that you know, 10, 11, 12 months later, uh, I'm still using, or sometimes even longer, right? Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't change a whole lot. It's rare for me to change the title. It's rare for me to change the description because I've done that work. Now, when I'm looking at it, to prepare that once again, I've done the big picture of the overseeing, but now I'll start saying, okay, how do I tackle 52 titles and descriptions? Take one. Maybe you can do more than one. Maybe you can do two, or maybe you can say, no, I'm, I'm going to try to get five in, or I'm going to try to get 10 in. I mean, it, the 10, for example, that's not a hard goal to get if you just kind of lay out a few hours to do that. And within one week, you could get 10 a day for five days and then tack on, you know, one extra on two of those days. And guess what? You've got 52, or maybe you do five for 10 work days or whatever it may be. And what I'm trying to say is if, you start setting up a goal. You say, okay, in September, I want the big picture. This is where I'm going. But by October, uh, I want to do this. I'm going to give myself like two weeks to do this, um, about five sermons a day, and I'm going to slowly start chipping away at it. And you'd be shocked at how you do it. Now, even if that's not your project, right, I want you to see something. Um, don't get overwhelmed by the immensity and never make that progress. Don't allow the scope of the project to keep you from the next tangible task. So the only way that you can do it, just like Jesus said, if you want to, um, if you want to build a tower, if you want to wage a war, count the cost, lay out the plans. Do you know what you need to do? And so often, uh, the big project keeps me from just making some step. You know, the the the, the old line used to say, how do, you, well, how do you eat an elephant? Well, one bite at a time, right? Well, this kind of truth is, is honestly goes down to that Titus 2.14 principle, zealous for good works. And sometimes the big project of a good work uh, comes down into those simple steps along the way that help you get there. It is the counting the cost of laying out the plan for the tower and then starting to fundraise to get the stuff there and to get the materials there. And then you start building. And after that, it's not one day of building, it's days and weeks and months of building, maybe even years, and then eventually you have the tower and you put stuff in the tower and people in the tower and you can stand back and look and say, look what happened. And you don't see all those little steps. You see the finished product. So if you can visualize in your mind what the finished product's going to be, then you start laying out what are all the steps that you need to do to get there. So whether you are trying to plan a year's worth of sermons or you are trying to uh, create uh, a nonprofit ministry or you're just trying to get all the semester work that you've got done, uh, if you're trying to do some type of project in your house, here's what I would encourage you to do. Uh, whether for me, whether it's on a whiteboard, whether it's on the computer, whether it's a legal pad, what's the big picture? What am I trying to do? And then I just start laying out all the stuff that takes place or is going to have to take place to see that end uh, come about. Now, sometimes in that process, you may, may feel overwhelmed by the size and the amount of task. But I don't think that until you get to that process of counting the cost, laying out the plan, can you actually start knowing what to do next. Instead, you're going to be overwhelmed with the immensity of the task, and you never just take that tangible next step that's so important to be able to do something incredible with your life. 
So what I would encourage you, regardless of what you are called to do in life, if you want to do something big, something sizable, lay it out, start making plans. And as you start seeing the overwhelming of the scope of tasks, then you can start seeing what the next one needs to be and get after it today. I hope to see you on the second mile.